How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. I mean, what can we say? That was an absolute blowout. Today, we are back reacting to a embarrassing Week 8 loss by the Bears. They fell to the reigning champions, Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by a score of 38-3. to There's a lot to discuss today, so we're going to be breaking down, obviously, what needs to be improved before Week 8, uh, where they'll play a more beatable team, I'll say, and the San Francisco 49ers also talk a little bit more in depth about Justin Fields' play as well as Matt Nagy and potentially whether or not he's on the hot seat. So that's what we're going to be breaking down today, our Week 7 postgame show. Welcome back to the show, though. I figured it was important that we did this. Uh, I didn't have much motivation to record. I turned off the game, I believe, at halftime. Uh, but we are still trying to post Bears content each and every day of the week. So if you guys want more Bears content, more rants like you're going to see here in this video, do us a favor, subscribe, follow, drop a like, wherever you may be listening, whether that is YouTube, Spotify, or on Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Chris Malpe. Today, to break down, man, one of the most embarrassing games since what has to be the Mark Tressman era, I am joined with my co-host, Jalen McClinton. Jalen, it's been a minute, but... Balls are doing well, at least uh, in your corner, and other things are going on, I guess. So what's going on? How have you been? Well, like you said, the boys are doing well, so this is not you know, going to be a terrible year you know, for, for fall sports uh, when it comes to basketball and football. But, um, you know, I, like you said, we haven't recorded in a while. mainly blame that on you because you don't tell me when you're about to record, so I haven't been able to join you. But, uh, you know, I, I guess this is the, the video for me to come back, definitely have a lot of stuff to get off my chest uh, with this game in the last couple of games. So, yeah, other than that, I'll be, I'll be fine. In our defense, me and Parth do have a lot more flexible schedules uh, as college students on a day-to-day basis. But, Jalen, it's good to have you back. Uh, not essentially the episode we wanted to have you back in. But yeah. let's dive right into this. Uh, before we start talking about the game itself and reacting to it, let's take a look at the stats. Obviously, the Bears moved to 3-4 and four here. They are now 1-3 on the road. Tampa Bay moving to 6-1. and one. They're 4-0 and oh at home. Let's take a look at Chicago first. Offensively, uh, I got to be blunt and honest. It was not a good day for Justin Fields whatsoever. Three interceptions for him, as well as two fumbles. Uh, three fumbles, I believe, actually. One recovered and two lost. Uh, he was 22 for 32, 184 passing yards, 5.8 yards per completion. Sacked four times for a loss of 16 yards with a passer rating of 44.3. If there's one place that the Bears can look, and say that they killed it in this game. It was definitely the rush. Tampa Bay had been allowing only about, I believe, 55 rushing yards per game to opposing teams. Chicago put up 143, and they have a star in Khalil Herbert. I'm really excited for the future of the Bears running game once David Montgomery is healthy. Herbert had 18 carries, 100 yards, 5.6 yards per carry, and a long carry of just about 30 yards. Fields also adding 8 for 38 on the ground, so it was nice to see him use his legs a little. And then, you know, in the receiving game, there wasn't much to be said. Cole Komet, five receptions, 43 yards. Mooney added two for 39. Khalil Herbert had five for 33. Jesse James, three for 20. Allen Robinson, only two catches for 16 yards. Him and Justin Fields can never really seem to get on the right page. Taking a look at Tampa Bay's offense, they had quite the day, a record-setting day for Tom Brady, where he extended to 600 career passing touchdowns. He was phenomenal today. 20 for 36, 211 yards, four touchdowns for him uh, with a QB rating of 109.8. He didn't get sacked once. Leonard Fournette, a pretty solid day on the ground, 15 carries for 81 yards and a score. Ronald Jones also added 63 yards. Taking a look at Tampa Bay in the receiving game, Chris Godwin, 
eight receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Mike Evans had six receptions for 76 yards and three scores on 12.7 yards per catch and a long catch of 46 yards. Uh, I believe the Bears did not force a single turnover. Actually, they did force one on Ronald Jones uh, in this game. But taking a look at Chicago defensively, no sacks, obviously. Roquan Smith, 13 tackles. DeAndre Houston Carson did an all right job filling in for Deion Bush and Deshaun Gibson. He had 11 tackles, pretty good day for him. Eddie Jackson also added 11. Uh, and then two passes defended for Kindleville Door. Not too much else to add. Jalen, this game was a beatdown from the beginning. We saw right off the bat. Uh, Tampa Bay got the ball after we chose to get it off the bat. As I say, off the bat once again. Uh, Tampa Bay quickly got the ball, had a nice return, scored a touchdown, and it was basically over from them. A real sloppy day offensively. Uh, definitely Justin Fields' worst game we've seen so far. And defensively, not really able to stop Tom Brady, not able to get pressure on him, not able to shut down the run game overall easily. The worst game of the season so far for the Bears. But what were your thoughts on this Week 7 loss? <clears throat> I figured, I knew this game was over once I seen uh, Latavius Simmons, um, you know, starting at left tackle or right – that was right tackle uh, in place of Elijah Wilkerson because he was an early uh, add to the – Cover reserves list, and so um, I don't know why we started. First of all, I don't know why we started him over bars. I feel like anytime um, when you get down to the third string tackles, I definitely think bars should be the, the main backup. Uh, bars is obviously has way more NFL experience than Simmons does. He started, um, I think, a lot of games at the end of the season last year, uh, and did play pretty well when we started to develop a run game. So I don't know why. Matt Nagy or Juan Castillo decided to start Simmons over Bars, but obviously after the first quarter, you know, I'm pretty sure they instantly regretted it because he allowed two force, uh, two sacks that were that were fumbles um, for Justin, and we ended up losing one. So um, don't know why we start, decided to do that, but I didn't have um, – obviously I had confidence because I always have confidence in my team, but I didn't have confidence that we were – going to be able to, to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Obviously, this team won a Super Bowl last year, brought mainly made most of the guys back and even added some talent uh, on that roster. So, one of the best teams in the NFL. We're, we're a struggling team that was a rookie quarterback who's you know, still having some rookie mistakes here and there. I didn't expect to win this game, but I didn't think we were going to get blown out by 35 points. Uh, so, you know, like I said, I'm not surprised that we that we lost. Uh, it's just the way we lost. Um, I definitely feel like it could have been more competitive. At least we were able to run the ball in them, which has which no team has been able to do this whole season. Um, I, I think the most they've get, given up when it comes to rushing yards is like 50, and we had uh, over 100 yards. Um, so I feel like we could have had a way better offensive offensive outing. Uh, definitely feel like we could have put up more than three points, but uh, it is what it is. You know, on to, on to San Francisco next week. Yeah, you know, I think all of us obviously expected the Bears to lose this game, but not by any means in the fashion that it went down. Uh, you touched on the running game there at the end, and I guess I'll start with the positive and end with the negative. I was really happy that the Bears were able to run the ball. I touched on it earlier with Khalil Herbert. I really think the Bears moving forward, um, you know, it's it's not something against Tariq Cohen. It's not something against Damian Williams, but I'd like to see the Bears move forward with Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery at the running back position. I really think they could provide – a really solid one-two pop, um, and I think Chicago really got a steal there in the sixth round with Herbert. So continued success for him is something that I absolutely love to see. Taking a look at how they played offensively otherwise, uh, you know, I, I said it earlier, i got to be honest, I don't think Fields was that great. 
he's got to improve, and I'll get on this, touch on it a little bit more later, on his awareness. Uh, a lot of those fumbles aren't his fault, uh, considering that he had like a millisecond to throw today. But, uh, you know, sometimes he does stand in there too long and get hit in the arm. Sometimes he does stand in there too long and take a sack. Sometimes he doesn't know when to throw the ball away and throws into an interception. Sometimes he tries to make too much happen and throws an interception. So hopefully these turnovers can be cleaned up. And I think Bears fans, we have to realize that it's going to be a rocky year with a first-year quarterback. Uh, the NFL is not college. I still firmly believe in Justin Fields. Uh, a lot of criticism and hate for him today. A lot of overreacting online. Uh, but it's the kid's fifth start, and he's two and two and three as a starter. So you got to keep believing in him, and his receivers also aren't doing him much due justice. Uh, Allen Robinson hasn't been able to get on the same page with him. Darnell Mooney had a couple of drops today. So overall, uh, a rough day offensively in fields. Uh, Could have been better in a couple of instances, but I hope he takes it uh, as a learning moment and hopefully develops from this as we move forward in a much more important stretch of games now as the Bears fall below 500. But yeah, good running game today overall. Uh, the passing game was just basically non-existent. Fields got sacked once again. I think the Bears like might have the worst offensive line in the league. Uh, it's embarrassing. But defensively, I mean, what can what much can you ask? Uh, it was going to be a tough day regardless, considering you're facing Tom Brady, and we know the liabilities that the Bears have there in the secondary. So pretty big day for Mike Evans as well as Chris Godwin. Uh, I'm not going to bash Jalen Johnson a ton. Those are tough assignments. But Tom Brady absolutely took over. The only way the Bears were going to be able to stick in this game is if they put up points. Uh, also, just in terms of the play calling, man, I don't understand it a lot of times. Uh, there were a lot of instances where the Bears probably could have gone for it on fourth down when they were down big, decided to either punt, take a field goal, or something in that realm when they were down so big. The only way you were going to stick in this game is put up points. So points are a priority, especially against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I was a little bit confused on that in Matt Nagy's sense. So that did not make much sense to me, but the Bears got absolutely killed. I can't say I'm too surprised, uh, unfortunately. But let's move into a little bit more depth. Uh, Let's move in depth a little bit more, excuse me, uh, on this game and Justin Fields and Matt Nagy. Jalen, obviously, a lot of people calling for Matt Nagy's departure from Chicago. It's going to be a little bit tough to see him in Chicago after this season if we continue to go downhill like this. And we'll get to that a little bit later because there are people saying keep Nagy around, fire him after the season, fire him tomorrow. We'll get to that a little bit later and share our thoughts. But let's talk right now primarily about Justin Fields. We saw him struggle today. I think we have to be completely blunt and honest in our assessment of his play. This was not a good game from him whatsoever. I, I, I noted on it a little bit earlier. I thought his awareness was not great in terms of getting the ball out in some instances, and it's been a problem for a couple of weeks now. So overall, what did you think about how the 11th overall pick played today? He looked he looked like a quarterback with, that wasn't giving, getting any help from you know his teammates. Like like we already mentioned, the offensive line was terrible. Um, I think he fumbled the ball three times. Uh, it could have been more or less Khalil. You know, if Khalil didn't catch that ball, I think that was a fumble as well. So. Um, he didn't get any help. You know, we've seen a lot of drops. We've seen Cole Command drop a uh, drop a, a a beautiful ball. Um, I think that was in the first quarter after the first drive that, you know, forced to three and out. We've seen Darnell Mooney have some uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic drops. Uh, one drop led to an interception. So he wasn't getting really any help from his teammates at all. Um, only help he got was from Khalil uh, in, in the running game. So, um. Um, I don't get all the 
the hate. Oh, he's a bust already. We're five games in. He's not. He doesn't have really any getting any help from his wide receiver. He has the weapons. They're just not producing like we thought they could. Especially Allen Robinson. Uh, the offensive line has been terrible. You know, it, it doesn't help that we're that our third string and fourth string tackles are, you know, trying to protect some of the best pass rushes in the league like JPP and Shaq Barrett and stuff like that. And one of the best best front sevens in general. Um, so you know, he looked like he looked like a quarterback with no help. I'm not gonna fault him for it. Obviously, he had some you know mistakes that you can't blame anybody but him, like the interception, uh, his first interception where he where he escaped the pocket and just threw it up to Allen Robinson. Uh, you can't you can't do stuff like that. Just throw the ball away. Uh, but he's trying to make a play. Uh, so I, I guess I can't blame him for it, but I, I still can because at the same time you can't do that in the NFL. Uh, but like I said, I'm not giving up at, on him after five games. Um, so. Yeah, that that's how he basically how he looked today. It is what it is. Uh, Bears fans normally are the kings of overreacting when it comes. Facts. To- We're so toxic. I hate Twitter. I hate Bears Twitter. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, with such a passionate fan base, uh, they expect they expect better, and rightfully so, uh, from everyone from the offense to the defense to the coaching staff uh, to Justin Fields, who's really ruling over Chicago right now. Uh, so I I understand the complaints, but. I think Chicago Bears fans have to realize that it's uh, it's a process with this. It doesn't get easy. We saw it was bumpy with Mitchell Trubisky uh, back in the day. It's been bumpy with every Bears quarterback since Sid Luckman 71 years ago. So you got to be patient. A lot of people also calling for Fields to be benched, which makes no sense to me considering you have to play him uh, to let him get the kinks out because uh, Andy Dalton's not going to be here past 2021. Justin Fields will be, and he's someone we're banking – on making the future better, and I hope that he can help make the future better. Uh, but he's got to learn from today. Definitely made some mistakes. I agree with you, Jalen. He did not have much help. Uh, but overall, definitely not a great performance from Fields. Uh, and I know a lot of fans want him to go out and perform like Mac Jones is right now. But uh, this stuff takes time, and the even Tampa Bay Buccaneers Jones are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yeah, yeah, even Mac Jones is turning over the ball a lot. I think he has like eight interceptions or something on the season. So. Yeah, let's move on to Nagy now because I think this is a more pressing topic, and I'm sure we'll talk about this during the week as well. Uh, but, Jalen, I want to ask you what your stance on Nagy is because we saw some questionable play calling today when we thought the Bears were going to have opportunities to go for it, uh, even though he's not calling plays anymore. This offense is still bad uh, with Bill Lazor as the play caller, still very underwhelming and below average. So what are your thoughts on Nagy overall? Um, it seems like he's someone who – uh, tries to shift the blame away from himself in a lot of these instances. But it seems like this is the Bears we've seen for the last couple of years. Offense can never get anything going. Defense is all right. Obviously, today was a little bit of a different story. But it seems like the Bears today and since 2018, even when that playoff run started, uh, have been content with mediocrity for a while. So do you think Nagy goes anytime soon? Do you are you pressing for him to be fired sooner than later? What are your thoughts on Coach Nagy, and do you think he's on the hot seat? I'm probably the only person that really has, especially when it comes to bear down, that hasn't that hasn't called for Nagy's head. Um, even though I think it's justifiable for for you guys and everybody else in, in you know who, who are Bears fans that want him fired. Uh, I'm a waiting wait and see type of person, especially for this season. Like this is a a developmental season, but we're still a uh, a decent team that we can win games and be in that seventh spot. 
uh, seven spots for the wild card and, and, and being the playoffs and stuff like that. So I'm a, I'm going to wait till after the season. We're still three and four. We still have a lot of games coming up, especially uh, the next couple games that I feel like are beatable games. Um, you know, I, I get a lot of people say, oh, yeah, we can beat the, the teams that are on the same level as us or, or obviously below us, but we can't beat the teams that, that are better when we need, you know, teams that we're going to see in the playoffs. And I under, trust me, I understand that. I, I get it. But uh, I, I don't know at this point. Like, what, I seen a tweet. It was like, uh, it was like the, the system is uh, the the offense is still bad because Blazers calling Nagy Nagy's plays or Nagy's scheme, and I I, I fully agree with that. Um, I feel like we sh- we should have hired an offensive play caller um, that that can you know have his own scheme and be able to call his own plays while Nagy just stays the head coach. Obviously, we, we didn't have that because coming to the season, Nagy was going to be the play caller, and that basically set us up to to fail this whole season because we know he's hasn't been a very good play caller since you know year one. So. Uh, um, I don't know at this point. Uh, I want to wait to see too. I want to wait to see after the season. I don't think firing him now will make us a, a automatically a better team that we're you know one of the contenders in the in, in the NFC. So I'll wait till after the season to see if, if we should fire him or not. I think that's better anyway. So I'm I'm a wait type. So I'm a wait and see type of person with Nagy uh, personally. Yeah, you're a wait and see person. But if I'm being completely honest, I think I've seen enough for Matt Nagy. Um, I know I've, I've definitely seen enough, but I'm just I'm just saying like when yeah. it comes to, when it comes to this season, I don't like yeah. we're eight well, games. This season eight might be too in. much for him. I think I'm speaking for all Bears fans when I say this. We're sick and tired of mediocrity. I think when you look at the Chicago Bears this year and you describe them, I think they're middle of the pack to below average team. They'll beat the bad teams like the Detroit Lions. They'll be able to hang in there with decent teams like next week against the San Francisco 49ers who are playing right now against the Colts and have gotten off to a good lead. Um, But they're going to get crushed by better teams, and the offense just needs to be better. And at the end of the day, that falls on Coach Nagy. He's the one with the ego who decided to keep calling plays a while back when he shouldn't have been. Uh, And then he gives it up, and the offense still isn't clicking. And while he's not the one managing the game offensively, it still falls on his shoulders. As you mentioned, Jalen, it's still his offense that he schemed up, and it's not working. So, sure, uh, screw it. If the Bears make the playoffs this year at 9-8 and eight or whatever, first off, I'd be a little bit surprised by that. Secondly, we want, it, we want a team that's going to win and advance you further than just getting to the first round of the playoffs like we saw in 2020, like we saw in 2018. Uh, you want to be better than mediocre. You want to have a winning team. You've got your quarterback. I think there's other people that you could bring in here that could ignite this team. Obviously, I don't think the McCaskies are the type of family that is going to do this in the middle of the season. Uh, but, you know, taking a look at Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, uh, I think Pace has done an all right job and did a good job drafting this year, and we'll see how Fields pans out. Still have a ton of faith in him. But I've seen enough from Nagy. I think the Bears could bring in a better offensive mind. If it happened tomorrow, I'd probably be happy. I just don't expect it. Uh, but if the Bears keep trending downwards and having performances like this, absolutely you should expect it to happen at the end of this season because I don't think the McCaskies uh, are this content uh, playing football like this and getting blown out uh, by good teams that we hope we could be competing with uh, every other week. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to our Week 7 postgame show. If you haven't already, do us a favor follow, subscribe, like wherever you are listening, whether that be YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And also drop down in the comments if you're listening on YouTube, 
what you think about Matt Nagy, how you think Justin Fields played today, and whether or not Nagy should return to Chicago after this season if the performances keep racking up like this. If you want more content from us, head to our website, BearedDown.com. I'm sure we're going to be firing off articles there this week talking about the future of the team because while we are still only about halfway through the season, you have to keep your eyes on the future, especially in a NFC that is as competitive as ever. If you would like to follow us on social media, we're going to be giving away a Justin Fields jersey on Instagram and Twitter later this week. So follow us on both platforms at Bear Down. That giveaway will be free to enter, and it's another great way to see what we're up to when we post new content. If you would like to find our personal Instagram pages and Twitter pages as well, the links to those will be down in the description. It's another great way to interact with myself as well as Jalen, and you can see our thoughts on all things Bears, the entire National Football League, as well as the entirety of Chicago sports. Jalen McClinton, this is what we expected today. Definitely not in this fashion. Uh, I think that was the worst performance by any NFL team today outside of the Jets uh, or like maybe the Houston Texans. But, uh, you know, I'll be able to sleep this off. We'll, uh, we'll move on tomorrow as tough as it can get at times, especially when your rookie quarterback is playing as poorly as he did today. Uh, but, you know, any last words before we sign off? At least the Bulls are good, you know. Yeah. I feel bad for, like, my fault. Sounds like I you're feel, out of here. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for, like, Blackhawks and, like, Cubs fans. You have you have a – Yo. All fault. right, and with that, I am going to shut Jalen off here for a second and sign off as he has family attending to him. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Chicago sports definitely has some things to look forward to. Uh, the Bulls being one, Blackhawks and Cubs, man, uh, that is definitely rough. Uh, but, you know, we got the Bulls to look up to. We've got Justin Fields still progressing. Please continue to buy into him and believe what he can do because I promise you he is going to learn from this and hopefully come back better. Bears have another big game next week against the San Francisco 49ers looking to move back to 500. Definitely going to be a big one on Halloween at Soldier Field, and we're going to kick off our coverage for that tomorrow. So be sure to continue to come back and support us, and we're going to keep pumping out Bears content for you guys each and every day. Guys, a little bit tough to record tonight, but I'm glad I got through it. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Maltby, and Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and be positive and bear down. We'll see you in the next one starting tomorrow, taking a look at this 49ers, and that's pretty much it for us. Peace out.